0: This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Episode 26, Vendor Lock-In. Adam and Peter discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly ways that vendors get you locked into contracts. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, or wherever it is you happen to be. And welcome to another stunning, fun-filled episode of the Blurring the Lines podcast. I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and with me as always, my co-host, Adam Bell. I'm here. What's up? (laughs) I'm doing all right. It's
1: it's Friday, right? It's Friday. Uh, It's football season. That's, huh? a, that's a good time. We're going to watch uh, high school football tonight, which is semi-entertaining, a little, mostly <laughs> frustrating.
0: <laughs> well, tonight I have my final uh, three or so hour boot camp leading up to my Krav Maga uh, Brown Belt test next week.
1: We're going to have an episode about that, aren't we?
0: Mm, about the uh, the test
1: the test or the result of uh, test, it's something around the test we're gonna have something about that
0: right oh we can probably recap that i'm sure i'm, I'm always <laughs> happy to talk about that but um we also will have my instructor on at some point too Okay, uh, just to, to have him talk so um yeah you were mentioning football and i brought that up and i, I thought of two other funny things that i saw this morning is a i, I don't Spend a lot of time on Facebook, but mm-hmm. this morning I was just, you know, flipping through. Was, I had a few minutes, so I decided to completely waste them. <laughs> and uh, I saw two funny little captions. One had a, a picture of uh, Ian McKellen as Gandalf. Nice. And and it said TGIF. Thank you, Gandalf. It's Friday. <laughs> that one got my. That one. That one made me chuckle. And then the other one was Judo. And it shows this guy doing a major, like, over-the-shoulder throw. Uh, And he says, Judo, the art of hitting your opponent with a planet. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, okay, that one is good. I I like that one. So those those two made me smile. They were were better than lolcats and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: I got a a friend that uh, we went over to their house last weekend and... He didn't know what a meme was. <laughs> oh, He's like, what is a meme? I was like, mm. I explained it to him. He said, so any picture with a joke on it? Like, no, no. <laughs> it's it's, it's got to be kind of a. So he, <laughs> he found one today and said, so this is a meme. And he's got this like 50s guy he says, your mouth. Oh, I can't say that. Not on this podcast. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, you found a meme." <laughs> I forgot that there was foul language in it. <laughs> it's like, but yes, you found one.
0: <laughs> awesome. So what? Uh, what are we? What are we talking today about? Oh, recently, uh, re- any, any Pokemon news on your end, Pokemon No,
1: Go? I didn't get to play this week. Uh, just. We didn't we didn't go to church on Thursday because of scheduling, and that's usually my big time to uh, get one of the kids that rides with us to play, and so.
0: Is is your church a gym or a pokey stop?
1: Uh, yep. <laughs> there's okay. one right outside so i just every every 10 or 15 minutes i'll spin and pick Swipe. up some more stuff
0: <laughs> yeah when the when the sermon starts getting a little boring just swiping the yeah turn the sound on <laughs> yeah. i uh i had not been back to my um my property i own a condo in the um town immediately south of me here mm-hmm. and uh, i have new tenants who just moved in at the beginning of the month and they you know reported a couple of concerns i was like let me you know swing on in and i I had had a realtor broker the whole deal, so I hadn't met them or anything. Yeah, so I figured, no, oh, I'll just swing and say hi. And uh, there are no fewer than three pokey stops and a gym right out back. Nice. All pretty much within, like you don't have to leave the the, the apartment to <laughs> to to go to. And if I had known that. I, sh- I mean, next year, I'm definitely putting that in the listing. Yeah. <laughs> Gym <laughs> and three Pokestops. <laughs> yeah, had, had I known that, I could have probably gotten an extra 50 bucks a month for the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. What am I? Uh, I'm level 19 right now, closing in on 20. Nice. And, I'm still 14. Uh, yeah. I've taken over a few gyms now. And uh, the uh, hospital where I'm working a uh, long-term engagement now uh, has contacted um, Niantic and uh, requested removal of all the stops and gems. <laughs> because one of their affiliates apparently had a stop on the helipad.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see how that could be bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. so, I'll just yeah. hop up here and make a quick swipe and I'll be out of the
0: way. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. oh, like, all right, then. Uh-huh. so uh yeah so that's that's pokemon and uh what else we got we have a main topic for the day don't we we do we were
1: going to talk about vendor lock-in
0: vendor lock-in and i that, picked this yeah
1: is that like where we all get together and spend the night and don't go to sleep
0: and we get locked in it's kind of yeah. like being sequestered you know like a girl. <laughs> um not allowed to uh you know what it's kind of funny it is actually kind of like that <laughs> yeah. um yeah so so vendor lock-in it's uh it's something that anybody well just about anybody you know if you're if you're purchasing anything you should be aware of this mm-hmm. um you know maybe not necessarily concerned about it but uh a lot of people probably should be mm-hmm. and um The reason I wanted to discuss this today is I've had some um, experience on both sides of the proverbial fence Mm -hmm. on this um, as a service provider to some clients and also as the purchaser of some service from Mm -hmm. some vendors. And uh, so one of them, for instance, is um, you and I, you know, for some time we were both purchasing, uh, we were per- part of this program where we were getting uh, a bunch of marketing services through mm-hmm. the same company. And one of the, you know, deals that they had was a website and it's like a fully done for you website and they do content delivery and newsletters and all these different services that you could bundle all together and as i've shifted my business focus i've decided that that's you know not really appropriate for for my business anymore and i want to divest myself from this mm-hmm. well there's a problem because i've used this service now for a couple of years so the old website that i had is now a couple of years out of date the new website that i have now is no longer Targeting what I want to be focusing on, mm-hmm. so essentially I need a whole new website.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this is you know the website we're on. It's developed on WordPress, which is you know a very common, very widely used standard. So that is in and of itself is not locked in, but they've injected a bunch of proprietary content mm-hmm. into this website. So um, you know even if I wanted to, I couldn't, and again I don't want to, um, just pick it up and move it back over to my server and then have it. You yeah, because that's not the way that this stuff works. So, you know, it's a it's basically it's a project for me now. I need to either spin up a new website or I need to carve out all of my stuff that's on that website because I've been injecting my own content into it for the first couple of years and I also had several years of like my own writing and blog posts and white papers on that site Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a pain and you know so what I'll probably end up doing is spinning up a a small site including our contact info including an abbreviated you know list of products and services so our existing client base can reach us when they need to um and then just bag everything else You know, really, it's. I think that's going to be the path of least resistance on this one.
1: Yeah, it'll be hard to disentangle like all your blog posts as well, like figuring which. That's.
0: It's not too bad though because they're all authored by me, so I can just sort by user. Mm -hmm. And that's the nice thing with WordPress is I can just say you know export all posts by Peter. Okay. Done. You know, so that's actually not that bad. Uh, that was a big concern, but let's say that we had signed up with somebody else who didn't give us access to the website, uh, who like took all of the content over for you and owned the domain name, for example, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like basically contained or uh, retained full ownership of all the content. What would my option be in that case, Adam?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, new, brand new. <laughs>
0: I'd have to start over from scratch. Yeah, so, and we know of another, you know, firm that operates like that. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the competitors to the firm that you and I were using, and um, and we're deliberately, you know, I've got nothing against these people. They were doing what they said they do. Both of them appear to be reputable and do what they they say. And just neither of these are a fit for me right now. So, mm-hmm. not naming any names. But um, you know that's, that's something to be aware of if you're signing up for a like a marketing service. Um, I know there are a bunch of people who use uh, HubSpot, for instance, mm-hmm. for a bunch of stuff. And I don't know who owns the content there, um, but something to be definitely aware of. Now, on the flip side, uh, part of our business too is a um, you know we do some web hosting, um, but. For some of our clients, you know, we used to do web website development, application development, and then we would host it ourselves because it was just easier. Right. Because if we wanted to add in some plugins or we needed, a you know, specialized software or we needed to really heavily customize things, it was always a pain to get done on somebody else's servers because they usually, justifiably so, wouldn't want to, you know, have some other third party mucking with their stuff. Right. So I respect that. And, you know, being being in that same position many times, I wouldn't want people mucking with my servers either. So we just decided it was easier to host the sites ourselves. But as time went, Guy, we, you know, we picked up some clients who just wanted a place to host, but they wanted to do all the work themselves. Or they would hire a third party. So then again, they come in and they want to start mucking with things. And, it's just, like, to do hosting right, you really have to be a big operation, mm-hmm. and that's just, you know, uh, we don't have the volume of business to make it worth that. So I let some of our smaller clients know, uh, you know, in an email, just, hey, just you know, at the end of the year, so I'm giving them, you know, about three months at the time of this recording notice, which ought to be sufficient, you know, yeah. to move the site. And I spell out, you know, just so you know, right now, we own this, this, and this. We'll turn this over to you. No charge. You know, we're not Mm going to hold you hostage. We'll answer any questions that we need to, you know, that you need to move your thing over. Um, and, and, you know, that, that's also within reason. If somebody says, okay, just send us all of your username and passwords to all of your servers, well, no, you don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll get access to all of your data, but you don't need my usernames and passwords to do it. That's just wrong. Right. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, so I spelled out all the things. We'll give you these and these and this. And, um, you know, we're not actually going to migrate you. If you say, okay, we're moving to GoDaddy, well, that's great. You know, here's what you need to do and go get your stuff off my server, but I'm not gonna actually go and put it there for you. Right. I might I might do that for you for a fee, but I'm not gonna do the migration for free. Yeah. So um but that's you know, an example here. It's like we're not holding you hostage as long as you've paid your bills and you're current, <laughs> you can go anytime. Mm-hmm. Um but that's not always the case. I know some places don't do that quite as easily um, yeah. I know for example well here's another instance uh, within the last month we offboarded a client um, it was a large construction firm and you know we we pretty much mutually agreed it wasn't a great fit when we took them over um, they their network was an absolute disaster I mean everything was just completely done wrong and I'm not saying like these people had, you know, the previous consultants had stylistic choices. I mean, these were just <laughs> like, nobody I know would look at this and say, oh, you know, that makes sense. It was completely the opposite of that. It was no sense. <laughs> so um, while the the owners, every time we talked, would say, oh, no, you guys did great. We're light years ahead of where we are. Um, they basically are cheap and they just didn't want to spend the, the money that, you know, we're, we're not cheap. We never have claimed to be the cheapest thing going, and they want a cheaper solution. I said, right. like, okay. So they picked a small local outfit to take over, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And, um, you know, once again, they asked us for a bunch of, well, we need all of your passwords to manage this, this. I was like, nope, you, you can have your own passwords. Here you go. <laughs> and in Canada, they're like, well, why can't you just give us yours? I said, because I want plausible deniability. You know, I want to know that if you come in and mess everything up, it's going to be tied to your user accounts and not ours. Yeah. And so they didn't give us any more kickback on that. And we went through and, you know, we turned over their email to them, turned over all, everything that we were managing. We're like, here you go. You know, here's a complete list. Take it away. Mm-hmm. Um they still haven't paid us their final portion of the uh, the, uh, the, the 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 buyout, as was agreed. And uh, they're, as of now, nine days late on that one. So uh, one of us was doing our part. But, um, but on that note, why do vendors do lock-in? For instance, why did I charge them a buyout? Why did they have to pay me anything to go away? Mm-hmm. Any suspicions? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yes and no. I mean, yes, I've got reasons why I need to have a contract in place, why we lock in business. Very practical mm-hmm. business reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't have... So I'm, a, I'm in IT support. I'm a support company. If mm-hmm. I don't know what next month's revenue is going to be, I don't mm-hmm. know if I can have an employee on staff to troubleshoot their problems <laughs> so it it levels that out so i've got to have i gotta have a contract and then i gotta have employees and mm-hmm. it's a it's a very mutual relationship because they need support when they need it and in order for me to provide that i've got to have an employee who's going to get paid next month yep and well, there are penalties like you said did you yep. So the the contract has written rules and if the contract is broken, which it they can be broken, there's just some money that's got to be paid because I've still got to pay that employee whether you break the contract or not.
0: And and for me it gets even more specific because um we supplied a lot of hardware and software licensing for this company. But you so, didn't pay for those, right? Oh right, they're free. Yeah, I get, I get all, I get all that for free because I'm in the business, right? Yeah, it's like, just like construction companies, they don't actually pay for building supplies. So, so yeah, no, we brought in, no, we brought in multiple servers, we brought in firewalls, all new network infrastructure, Windows and Office licensing, email hosting, you know, all kinds of things that they had no clue about, and they just want to say, all right, well, you can just go away now. <laughs> and we're like, no, you see, you've had this stuff for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of value in that. Plus, we didn't charge them like an onboarding fee. Mm-hmm. So they got all this initial setup stuff. And we're counting on the contract, you know, to make our money. Like when you and I heard um, Robert Herjavec, now of Shark Tank fame. Mm-hmm. Speak, because he's in a similar business. He does managed, uh, you know, IT services, managed security services. Um, he says that you know they do minimum three-year agreements, and there's no early termination option. He said because you know if I don't know if you're anything like me, but I don't even start to make money until 18 months into the contract. Yeah, you know, so that's his break-even point. Mm-hmm. And you can debate, you know, when it makes most sense to start being profitable or whatnot. But you know, we were counting on a three-year contract with this company. So that's why we had a buyout. And, you know, there you go. And we said, here's the terms. Here's our buyout. And then they came back and started, well, you should prorate that hardware. Like, no, dude, already did. You know, we (laughs) already figured that out. We gave you the buyout as part of the initial contract. Mm -hmm. And then they said, well, this isn't really a three-year agreement. And I was like, "Uh, let me look. And I flipped through and flipped through and like, (laughs) No. Yep. Yeah, this agreement shall be in effect for 36 months from the commencement day. Uh, yes. Yes, it is.
1: You're right. It, it's not a three-year agreement. It's it's 36 a 36-month 36 agreement. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or
0: a thousand and some odd days. And then, um, and then I said, uh, okay. Uh, and then they said, well, um, we will pay you you know, this much um, upon the successful transfer of all of our services to this other vendor. And I said, no, I'm not going to be held you know, to some arbitrary decision as to what is successful, and I'm certainly <laughs> yeah. not going to let you base that on somebody else's work. <laughs> you know, I said, we will supply you with all the information, we will answer all of the necessary questions, we'll transfer ownership of all of these things to you. Mm-hmm. But that is it. That is what constitutes the success of this project. Yeah. And then I was even nice. I said I would even let them pay half, you know, to start the transfer, and then thirty days later they would pay the late the 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 balance. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's 39 days later, and they emailed me today to say, oh, we need an updated certificate of insurance from you, and we're holding your check until we get it. Thanks, thanks. That's like, yeah. Class. class. Uh-huh. It's class. Yeah, that, that's, that's classy. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> as if I needed any other evidence that this was a relationship that needed to be ended, that was all. Thank you. Thank you for cementing <laughs> that in. Well, so, yeah. You know,
1: I've realized, you know, as a business owner, as much as I dislike lawyers, mm-hmm. um, if I'm going to be a business owner and if I'm going to make any, any moves, I've got to have a lawyer for yep. things like this and just regular stuff. So, uh, I, I guess I finally made it now that I need a lawyer to keep my <laughs> business running. <Yeah.
0: laughs> there you go. Yeah, they, they, they have their place. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, another example, um, we, uh, I, we both use and I resell uh, a large cloud storage uh, provider's services. Mm-hmm. Once again, we're leaving the names out, but um, we uh, had a huge meltdown uh, last month when, for no apparent reason, our reseller and our business account uh, essentially got, uh, deactivated. <laughs> and this company is in, uh, they're, they're doing a lot of changes on their end. They're restructuring how they sell and they're doing a lot of stuff on the end. And somehow our account just slipped through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And after numerous emails back and forth with our account rep, they said, well, I, at this point I, all I can tell you to do is you just have to buy a subscription. So we used to have a free subscription as resellers so I was a little grumpy that no one ever told me that, you know, we would need to pay for this service, but hey, I find value in the service, so okay, I will mm-hmm. pay. So we purchased the license, we weren't able to actually apply it to our account, <laughs> and it took literally weeks while we were denied access to our account for, someone to get in to, for us to reach somebody who could actually fix this nice and the the they were just their support is horrible so it's got me you know rethinking like using these people moving forward I'm not comfortable if, if we have like a serious issue I'm not comfortable that uh, they're gonna be able to resolve it in a timely manner uh, for instance just two days ago I in the morning it's been 40 about 58 hours at this point I emailed them and said you know we need to increase um, space on this account mm-hmm and the way they would do it is, you have unlimited space, but you need to request more as you need it. Well, it's been two days; no one's responded. Oh man! And so not too thrilled.
1: And didn't you? You said you
0: have twenty terabytes of storage out there. Uh, that's the thing, and that's what gets us into the lock-in portion. <laughs> I've got over twenty terabytes of data with this company right now, um, and while I'm not locked in per se. It takes a little bit of time to move twenty terabytes of data.
1: <laughs> it takes a, It takes a long time to move that across my gigabit
0: LAN. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Think about how long it's going to take to download from the cloud. <laughs> so your clients yeah. didn't
1: get locked out, did they?
0: They. One of them. One of our clients uh, had their account, which was used for a backup, uh, locked out. They couldn't write any more data to it. Oh, so, man. yeah, so that kind of blew um, and we had to essentially kick off another uh, backup to an uh, an alternate provider. And in this case, we chose Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Amazon is not the one that I'm complaining <laughs> yeah. about, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so that was interesting. So that's, again, another like, you know, another Dropbox uh, 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 lock-in mm-hmm. thing to be aware of. Well... Uh,
1: there's a, there's a term that I want to make sure that we don't forget. Um, evergreen.
0: Evergreen. <laughs> How does that apply in this context?
1: <laughs> well, I like it. I think it's a salesman's term, which is, you know, I get a little chuckle out of it. But it is an automatically renewing annual contract if you go past the time of renewal and don't make any contact with the vendor
0: oh is that how they i i had all i had um i had always understood it to just be like you know always having some opportunities and and new uh you know (laughs) like there's always new opportunity i didn't know it was that specific oh (laughs)
1: yeah so so the evergreen meaning the the money keeps on coming in forever you know at the end of the contract you have 30 days to negotiate a new contract and at that point you can actually change it to month to month in most cases but mm-hmm. if you don't do anything, you forget mm-hmm. about it, it's yep. an automatic 12-month renewal.
0: Right. <laughs> yep. And and we have, you know, we know uh, one of our buddies, he does that sort of thing too. You know, things automatically renews at the end of the, the contract, at the end of the term. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, and another example is um, we both use, right now we have the, the same PSA, Professional Services Automation. Mm-hmm. Uh, think of it as your, your line of business app, you know, if you're uh, an attorney shop, you might use something like Time Slips or Amicus Attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a uh, medical shop, you may use like Meditech or Medent or something to that effect. And um, if you're an accountant, you know, you have some sort of thing from Intuit or Sage or whatnot. And um, if you're an IT provider, you're probably using something like ConnectWise, oh, I just swore I used the C word, Uh, (laughs) or Autotask, or uh, what, CommitCRM, there are a bunch of others out there. But um, for instance, you know, for the last couple of years, we've been using Autotask and I've been fairly happy with the service. Uh, But as we shift our business focus, I'm not sure we're going to need it moving forward. Mm -hmm. And the question is, there's a lot of knowledge locked up in that just in the form of um, the correspondence, the tickets Mm -hmm. that we have. And getting that out, it's kind of a chore. You know, it's not just as easy as going to, like, a copy of Microsoft Outlook and file, export, and save your email folders, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, it's something to be aware of because there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of data interrelations, like, who touched this? There's time tracking, um, you know, a lot of comments and notes and things in there that, you know, we don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. So, in that sense, we're kind of locked in to, to that. <laughs> yeah.
1: You need an so. intern to copy and paste. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. Or <laughs> write
0: a program to just export it to something that we can <laughs> import into something else. So, PHP but,
1: MySQL export. There you go. Yes.
0: So, <laughs> another thing is, um, you know, these days a lot of things are blank as a service, mm-hmm. right? Software as a service, firewall as a service, hardware as a service, backup as a service. Mm-hmm. And you and I both use a solution that, you know, we, we offer backups as a service, right. backup and disaster recovery services. Well, one of um, the uh, vendors that we use, they, you know, they're not cheap, Right. Yep. But they do offer a decent, um, you know, a, a decent, uh, a decent product, you know, mm-hmm. which is why they can get away with not being cheap. OK, mm-hmm. great. So one of the reasons we use them. Um, well, as this contract with this construction firm was ended, I no longer needed the service with their system that we were providing them. So I came back to my uh, home office and I decided I would just repurpose the hardware portion of that service, which is mine. I had to pay money for it. Right. Um, the vendor does not supply you with the BIOS passwords so that you can <laughs> unlock it. And if you're not technical, you don't know what that means. Is Essentially, it's like the guts level configuration options of a piece of hardware. This is below Windows, below Linux or Apple. You know, this is not the software that you're running. This is like the lowest level hardware configuration you can do on these things. And normally with most PCs, there's an option where there's a jumper on the BIOS, on, on the motherboard that you can set and mm-hmm. you power it on and it basically short circuits everything and, and wipes it and i have not yet tried it but i have read someone on the internet says they claimed to try that and had no success oh now it's possible that they just didn't know what they were doing so i may try it myself um, but again what they're attempting to do uh, in you know not not necessarily brick the unit yeah. but making it less appealing and less usable moving forward and that's kind of annoying because, given the fact that I purchased it from them outright to begin with, yeah, you bought it, you own it. Yeah, kind of <laughs> not so cool. So I do fully intend on uh, popping the case and looking at the motherboard and seeing if I, you know, try that that uh, jumper reset on my own. Yeah, because because uh, that's an example of vendor lock-in that I find not so appealing. Now. If they had applied, like the way we do, we we supply some firewalls to some of our clients as a service. And we, like we retain full ownership of the hardware during the life of the contract. Um, But, you know, if someone goes through the life of the contract and it's over um, and I've gotten my money for it, you know, that's it, it's my firewall, but I could let it go, you know, because I feel like I've gotten my thing. But I didn't make them pay out of pocket yeah. ahead of time <laughs> for this hardware, right? You know, so, like, if if this company said, well, you didn't buy this, we want it back. That's one thing. But, you know, you did buy it, and you can't use it the way you want to anymore. That's <laughs> not cool. That's, that's not cool.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, when you were talking earlier about the web hosting, you were – actually being very generous in the i've I've had some web hosts that wouldn't give you wouldn't give you the website wouldn't give they'd hold your domain name they wouldn't give you any of that and you were just held prisoner to that that company yeah and fortunately there have uh, that we're the government we're here to help for <laughs> the government actually did help out in that providing registrar's teeth to um identify business owners or individuals and allow them to take that stuff back but right. because these web hosts i mean we're just holding them you I mean you couldn't
0: yeah they were they were <laughs> they were accumulating power and and effectively ownership over a crucial part of a business mm-hmm. which they really had no you know right to do i mean if, if you it, it's hard to say. It's sort of like, um, you know, like your landlord kind of owning a portion of your business just because you chose to stand up business in their shop. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of it, it brings to mind like um, la- earlier this year or late last year, the, um, the John Hancock building in downtown Boston. Mm-hmm. It's no longer known as the John Hancock building because okay. John Hancock was a tenant of that building and they moved out. so they're no longer operating there so now it's one you know whatever you know one blah 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 street whatever it's on you know it's not the john hancock building anymore yeah so it'd be kind of funny though it'd be like if if they were moving out but the owner you know of the of the the hancock building got to keep the name and says you can't be john hancock anymore (laughs) (laughs) i am because you're in my place you know yeah no it doesn't work (laughs) like that So anyway, that was my uh, that was that was my my rant on vendor lock-in and uh, you know my view from both sides as both a service provider and as a consumer. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's what all, all I had to say. You have anything else to contribute? No. Uh,
1: I mean, yes. I always have more to contribute as far as <laughs> like I can say something. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is vendor lock-in is not always a bad thing for both mm-hmm. parties. Um, you know, it, it guarantees that the service is going to be available. Uh, but, but you don't necessarily have to have a three-year contract with every single deal. I mean, I've found that because uh, I do, I, I work with a master reseller on a number of different ISPs and things like that. And the, the initial contract that they send you always has three years. I'm like, do uh, you have a two- and one-year option? Well, yeah, but it's more expensive. I'm like, well, can I see that, please? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep.
0: Yeah, you want to know? I mean, as long as you know, um, you know, if if you know what you're getting into beforehand, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like phone systems uh, back in the day. You know, I know um, uh, after was after it was AT and T. But before it was Verizon in this area, they were selling these um, Centrex phone systems. Mm -hmm. And these were, you know, full on multiple lines, you know, tiered rate, yada, yada, yada. And these were seven year contracts. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, that was like, holy cow, you know, seven years. Can you just imagine being locked into a contract for that long? (laughs) And then I was hearing, you know, these days, like, uh, apparently, like, car leases and uh, car loans now are frequently going out for six and seven years. Wow. It's like, eek, I don't know, man. Like, anytime I'm signing an agreement for more than three years, I'm like, ugh. Three years is the most I want to do. And in most cases, I prefer one-year agreements. And I, I visibly shake when I have to sign a mortgage. <laughs> you know? this? This scares me. I don't know. Long-term. Well, I wish
1: I had a long-term contract with, with Log Me In. Because, mm, because when... they
0: keep on raising the rates on
1: you every <laughs> yeah, year? Yeah, they raise the rates. They uh, So they, my first contract was like $140. Yeah. and and then my next one was like 400. Yep. Uh and of course I was adding more and more computers to the service. Oh, sure. So so it was worth it to me. And then mm-hmm. we then we got to 700 which was still worth it. Yep. And then the next year's contract was going to be $7,000. <laughs> and of, and uh, increased. Yeah. And I told him I said, "Well, guys, Uh, We're going to have to part ways because there's another vendor here that offers this service for much less than $7,000. I want to say it was like Mm $2,200. And they are like, well, uh, Uh. (laughs) what what about if we get you for $2,200? And I said, well, I said, okay. I said, that sounds good. But here's the problem with that you you have put a value on your service at seven thousand dollars and you're going to let me have it at twenty two hundred dollars to me that sounds like i'm not a very valuable client to you <laughs> and you're not going to treat me very well and uh it, this time next year we're going to be talking about a seven thousand dollar contract again again <laughs> yeah. so it, it would be nice at that point to have a three-year contract <laughs> For my, I
0: I, I was curious. I just looked up my LogMeIn spending, Mm -hmm. and in 2008, I paid them sixty nine (laughs) dollars and ninety five cents. Yeah. A year later, in 2009, I paid the same. Uh huh. Uh, October of 2009, we paid two hundred and thirty nine dollars. So that rounded up to you know that that was the same year. The next year we also paid sixty-nine dollars and ninety-five cents and two hundred and thirty-nine dollars. So we may have had two different services there.
1: Yeah, you had yeah. you pay you had a pro service and then the logman central. The
0: central console, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So then the next year the central went up to two ninety nine. Uh the next year it went up to four ninety nine. Yeah. And then we had a couple, and then we had a charge, an additional charge of 179. Oh, that was um, that was join me. Yeah. Uh, but then the next one that they wanted, so again we were up to you know 4.99. Then it was 7.49. <laughs> yeah. And then they wanted to go up. The next one they wanted for me was 12.99. Nice. And it's just you know it's like every year it just went up. And now that they have officially merged with Citrix, which I I don't. That happened sometime in July. I have no idea how that slipped by my radar. I just huh. found out about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure that price isn't going down anymore. No. Yeah. So, so now well, they've basically merged with their biggest competitor. <laughs>
1: Either that, or it'll be free, and all the services yeah. will go away. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You can uh, see a computer, but nothing else. <laughs>
0: that's right. What are you doing for me? Nothing. <laughs> Oh, again, in that case, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, um, I think we can skip right ahead. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I think uh, LogMeIn, expensive as it may be, I think it's still a pretty nifty service. I uh, do too. You know, I don't buy it directly, but I buy it through one of their resellers. Mm-hmm. And anecdotally speaking, the owner of the company through whom I buy LogMeIn went to college with... One of the founders of LogMeIn.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So,
0: supposedly, that's why I can buy my LogMeIn much more cheaply than you pay for it, even though you're going direct and you have a lot more servers and workstations under contract with them. Huh. That said, now that this thing has merger, you know, this merger has happened, I wonder how long my vendor will still get it at <laughs> yeah. a super cheap rate. Yeah. And, you know, that might end up going away soon, too. Mm hmm. So, uh, but anyway, you know, for uh, remote control services, um, you know, and we don't even have to go in very long, but um, in the interest of time, if you don't have a way to remotely control your home computer, um, some service like LogMeIn or GoToMyPC or TeamViewer can be very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, We could do a whole separate episode about how to do it right and the pros and cons and stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's something nifty. Just be aware that there are ways to remotely control your computer over the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a valuable tool for you, for tech support people, and it's also a wonderful attack vector for bad guys. <laughs> so, just be aware. So, um, so I think that that can be our abbreviated nifty for uh, for this episode. Well, let me and- add
1: just a couple features that yeah. the end user would, would consider valuable uh, is in, in almost all of these. Uh, so TeamViewer, log me in. Heck, I even think VNC did it. Of course, everything lives off of VNC, but that's another <laughs> thing, uh, is file transfer. File transfer. Be- yeah,
0: exactly. Going <laughs>
1: being able to transfer files from your computer to your home computer or grab a file from your office computer or if you need to send a proposal that you're working on back to the office that's that's really useful and the other thing is the printer redirection which you used to only be able to get through remote desktop uh, being able to uh, remote remotely control your printer or be so you're working on your work computer but you're sitting at your home and you want to print something out that printer will pass right through to your home printer which is connected to your working home pc which is is pretty cool so that's a that's a definite valuable feature and it'll work on your ipad or your you know whatever tablet there's a there's an app for that in android and ios so yep. you could do those log me in sessions from your phone or tablet which i do a yep. lot from my tablet so
0: yeah there, it's 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 way cool um, one thing i would advise against is uh, just going and installing any of these on a work computer Unless you own it, <laughs> uh, you know, because that that you you like I said, there are security concerns, and if you're installing remote access stuff on a work system, um, you could very well be violating your uh, terms, your acceptable use policy, and you know whatever other IT policies you have at the office. So I wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, and we don't advocate that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope, yeah. Do not now if we're if if, if our con- company is contracted to provide that service to you, that's different. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so anyway, so those are nifties for the day, and then we had a little bit of feedback. All right, and and this feedback came in person verbally last night. Uh, <laughs> my friend Ed, with whom I uh, trained in uh, Krav Maga, said, Hey, I heard the podcast about Krav Maga." And I said, like, "Yeah, what'd you think about?" it? He says, oh, "I think you pretty much covered all the you know the important things." And I was like, "All right then." <laughs> so I, was, I was I was I was happy. So so he he did not. He's he's my senior. He's a black belt right now. He uh, got his last year when I went for my my purple. And uh, so uh, he thinks that uh, you know we did an okay job in that discussion. So there oh, we go. Cool. A little bit of feedback. I have a little bit of validation now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it was it was an hour well spent. Indeed. <laughs> so,
0: now that I have that validation, I'm ready to call it a day. All right.
1: I'm going to watch high school football, and you are you going to Crawford
0: now? I am going to get dressed, put on my, uh, my mouth guard and my cup, and uh, go and uh, review all of the ground fighting techniques, I believe.
1: Okay, well, don't mix those two up.
0: Yes, and don't <laughs> store them together either. <laughs>
1: go in the same <laughs> container <laughs> generally avoided <laughs> what do you mean the cup is the container for, yeah, the, mouth it's guard. The, container for the mouth guard right <laughs> yeah. it was the cup you put the thing in the cup where else are you gonna store it? oh
0: yeah yeah all right man have yourself a wonderful weekend <laughs> all
1: right thanks you do the same peter <laughs> bye-bye bye big red button big red button